0: Chapter 31. Transitioning from the Latter-day Restored Church into the Millennial Format of the Terrestrial Church of the Firstborn. But ye are come unto Mount Zion, and unto the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, and to an innumerable company of angels, to the general assembly and church of the firstborn, which are written in heaven, and to God the Judge of all, and to the spirits of just men made perfect and to Jesus the Mediator of the New Covenant," Hebrews 12, 22-24. Ancient prophecies make it very evident that in the last days the fullness of the gospel would be restored, and the church would never again be taken from the earth. The term, quote, medieval times, unquote, means the middle age of evil, the dark age of the apostasy. The spring of 1820 was truly a turning point in many ways. However, if the fullness of the gospel is never to be taken off the earth again, and there is never going to be another great apostasy, that doesn't also mean that the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints is to retain its exact same existing charter and structure as we roll forth into the millennium. We should, in fact, fully expect to see many exciting changes, all of which are of great import as we embark on the last of the last days, as we are truly making the final preparations for the second coming of the Lord. In the course of our advancement and progression, both spiritually and enlightened knowledge, things come to life right before our very eyes that we had never noticed before. For example, one might read the same verses of scripture that he thought he had covered a hundred times, only for him to discover deeper, even amazing meanings that had been hidden before. One such point of doctrine could very well be what I, call, what I now call, quote, the two-part progression, unquote. This includes Parts A and B of the Church of the Lamb of God. Students of Algebra and Trigonometry routinely find new results when Part A is combined with Part B of a multitude of equations. One such case may relate to the dispensation of the fullness of times. The first half, Part A, would be the Day of the Gentiles. Then comes a remnant of Jacob. Then comes a remnant of Jacob, like a young lion, tearing the flock to pieces, and none can stand. After this destruction among the Gentiles of the last days begins part B of the dispensation of the fullness of time, which is the day of Israel. In the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, the Aaronic Priesthood is preparatory and functions as a precursor to the Melchizedek Priesthood. Together they function as an A to B progression. Part of that progression of discipleship is when true followers of Christ transitioned from being friends of the Lord to becoming the beloved of the Lord. It is at this point that they have come to know Him on a profoundly deep and personal level. They have taken upon themselves His name in a much more profound way than they ever could have imagined and officially become His children in ways that we are not yet capable of understanding. Yet, knowing that, like my friends who pertain to the fellowship of the meaningful and joyful sufferers in Christ, we are still progressing from grace to grace and through growing glimpses of revealed light. In the 14th chapter of First Nephi, the doctrinal point regarding how many churches exist is really solidified. There are only two. One is the church of the devil and the other is the church of the Lamb of God. However, what if the latter-day church of the Lamb of God has a part A and a part B? What if there is to be a glorious and marvelous transition from the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints evolving through several years of tribulation, then morphing into the Church of the Firstborn? What if the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints is a preparatory, basically Aaronic priesthood administrative church, which evolves into the Church of the Firstborn, which is a higher patriarchal or family priesthood, a church of ultimate holiness. What if the entire church of the firstborn is comprised entirely of those who will have successfully received their calling and election made sure? Hmm. Okay, verse 4, 5. This must be uh, First Nephi chapter 14, verse 5. For thus saith the Lord, I the Lord am merciful and gracious unto those who fear me and delight to honor those who serve me in righteousness and in truth unto the end. Six, great shall be their reward, and eternal shall be their glory. Seven, and to them will I reveal all mysteries, yea, all the hidden mysteries of my kingdom from days of old and for ages to come. Will I make known unto them the good pleasure of my will concerning all things pertaining to my kingdom. Eight, yea, even the wonders of eternity shall they know, and things to come will I show them, even things of many generations. Nine, and their wisdom shall be great. And their understanding reach to heaven, and before them the wisdom of the wise shall perish, and the understanding of the prudent shall come to naught. ten. For by my spirit will I enlighten them, and by my power will I make them know, will I make known unto them the secrets of my will. Yea, even those things which I has not seen, nor ear heard, nor yet entered into the heart of man. Those who successfully transition into the church of the firstborn are they who are the co-inheritors with Christ of the highest degree of the celestial glory which is oneness with him and the father this is all the best this is all best set forth in two parts of the vision explained in section 76 of doctrine and covenants verse 50 And again we bear record, for we saw and heard, and this is the testimony of the gospel of Christ concerning them who shall come forth in the resurrection of the just. 51. They are they who received the testimony of Jesus and believed on his name and were baptized after the manner of his burial, being buried in water in his name, and this according to the commandment which he has given. 52 that by keeping the commandments they might be washed and cleansed from all their sins and receive the Holy Spirit by the laying on of the hands of him who is ordained and sealed unto this power. 53. And who overcome by faith and are sealed by the Holy Spirit of promise, which the Father sheds forth upon all those who are just and true. 54. Emphasized. They are they who are the church of the firstborn. End emphasis. 55. They are they who into the hands the Father has given all things. 56. They are they who are priests and kings who have received of His fullness and of His glory. 57. And are priests of the Most High after the order of Melchizedek, which was after the order of Enoch, which was after the order of the only begotten Son. 58. Wherefore, as it is written, they are gods, even the sons of God. 59. Wherefore, all things are theirs, whether life or death, or things present or things to come. All are theirs, and they are Christ's, and Christ is God's. 60. And they shall overcome all things. 61. Wherefore, let no man glory in man, but rather let him glory in God, who shall subdue all enemies under his feet. 62. These shall dwell in the presence of God and his Christ forever and ever. 63. These are they whom he shall bring with him when he shall come in the clouds of heaven to reign on the earth over his people. 64. These are they who shall have part in the first resurrection. 65. These are they who shall come forth in the resurrection of the just. 66. These are they who are come unto Mount Zion and unto the city of the living God and the heavenly place, the holiest of all, Verse 67, emphasis, these are they who have come to an innumerable company of angels to the general assembly and church of Enoch and of the firstborn. and emphasis. 68, these are they whose names are written in heaven where God and Christ are the judges of all, are the judge of all sixty nine, these are they who are just men made perfect through Jesus the mediator of the new covenant, who wrought out this perfect atonement through the shedding of his own blood. seventy, these are they whose bodies are celestial, whose glory is that of the Son, even the glory of God and highest of all, whose glory the Son of the firmament is written of as being typical. And our last description of those who pertain to the church of the firstborn can be found in Doctrine and Covenants as well, in section 76. Verse 92. And thus we saw the glory of the celestial, which excels in all things, where God, even the Father, reigns upon his throne forever and ever. 93. Before, though, before whose throne all things bow in humble reverence and give him glory forever and ever. Verse 94. Emphasis added they who dwell in his presence are the church of the firstborn and they see as they are seen and know as they are known having received of his fullness and of his grace and emphasis 95 and he makes them equal in power and in might and in dominion 96 and the glory of the celestial is one even as the glory of the sun is one in closing let me offer up one more scripture reference regarding the things that are intended for a few Quote, while yet in the flesh, unquote. Also found in Doctrine and Covenants 76, verse 114. Verse 114, but great and marvelous are the works of the Lord and the mysteries of his kingdom, which he showed unto us, which surpass all understanding in glory and in might and in dominion. 115, which he commanded us we should not write while we were yet in the spirit and are not lawful for man to utter. 116, Neither is man capable to make them known, for they are only to be seen and understood by the power of the Holy Spirit which God bestows on those who love Him. 117, To whom He grants this privilege of seeing and knowing for themselves. 118, Emphasis added, That through the power and manifestation of the Spirit while in flesh they may be able to bear His presence in the world of glory. And Emphasis. Verse 119, And to God and the Lamb be glory and honor and dominion forever and ever. Amen.